Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm here in Adelaide. Uh, you may even be able to hear the clips or cars or the planes and jet engines that tend to be uh, flying by my apartment today. So that's very relaxing. What a great way. Anyway, it's Fofop Friday. Well, it's Fofop Friday in America. It's uh, Fofop Saturday here in Australia, but that's close enough. I'm giving it a go. Uh, I'm going to be really quick with the plugs this week. Uh, I'm here at the Adelaide Fringe. All the shows have been sold out so far and wonderful audiences. Thank you so much for coming out and supporting the show. I really appreciate it. I'm very happy with where it is in its stage of the evolution. Still heaps to go, but uh, uh, been very happy with the first week. So thank you very much to everyone who came along. And uh, if you want to come and see shows, next weekend again is all you know getting close to sold out already. But if you want to come... Uh, I'm on every night, so there is some tickets available for Sunday night. That's selling out pretty quick. But uh, Monday night, which I highly recommend because there's no show after me on a Monday night. So uh, a lot of people came on the first night. You kind of get 70, 75 minutes. And uh, bonus, they got that on Tuesday as well because there was no show after me. But this week, there is a show after me on Tuesday. But Monday night, absolutely no show after me. So if you want to see the longest show, if you want to see the shit that I'm having to cut out each, each night, because at the moment, I'm kind of floating about 90 minutes of material through the 60 minutes trying to work out what it is that I'm going to do going forward. Also, there's a couple of things that uh, are brand new to Adelaide that, you know, came off the end of Political Wheel last year in Sydney and stuff like that. So uh, while they're fine and good for here for Adelaide, uh, I would like them out of the show, obviously, for Melbourne and Sydney. So I'm still working on heaps of stuff, um, but it's a it's a great fun time and I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. So uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, come on early in the week. Uh, let's sell the whole thing out. That'd be fun. And then uh, Brisbane, of course, Brisbane Comedy Festival. That is uh, well over half sold out and that is only... In the, kind of a week and a half away so if you want to come and see me in brisbane uh make sure you do that and then after that of course the melbourne international comedy festival for the entire month uh that is selling very well and sydney one night only at the sydney opera house april the 7th uh two shows the first show is about three quarters sold out the second show and the second show is always fun i always love the second show i'm a bit more relaxed and uh i have some time to play with so come to the second show sydney opera house april 7 justin hamilton doing support of course april 9 will be the big live toe fop uh we've got our EDM list of everyone who's subscribed on Patreon to get the uh, heads up about those tickets when they go on sale. So everyone who is subscribed to our Patreon at that level will get the heads up on when the live TOEFOP tickets are going on sale. Daniel Sloss has already confirmed Justin Hamilton's going to do the show. We're going to have a Jen Kirkman hologram. Uh, John Deeks is hosting it. And uh, we have some surprises up our sleeve, as we always do for our big live shows. We always like to have at least one or two things that you guys don't know about that are going to blow your mind. So uh, you're going to enjoy that. So uh, make sure you get tickets to that when that goes on sale. After that, first week of May, I'm in Perth. Uh, you can come see the show in Perth. Um, all right, there you go. That's uh, that's all the plugs. Come and see the show. Uh, support the podcast on Patreon if you would like. Uh, I talked to, had a really good catch up with James Fosdyke this week and... Uh, we're looking at trying to do something interesting with uh, James, obviously trying to, you know, uh, he's done a lot of stuff for us for cheap and for free for years, but also we just love having him part of the podcast. So uh, what we might th- do, thought we might do is set a Patreon level that means that we could kind of, you know, give James a certain amount of, you know, money a month and he could, you know, perhaps produce an individual piece of art a month uh, for those subscribers and stuff like that. So if that sounds like the sort of thing you'd enjoy on the Patreon level, we might have a go at that. Uh, we're also going to look at getting a producer on board um, and someone to edit the, the episodes. All that's going to be gradual steps, and look, you know, there's going to be some levels in the Patreon we'll have to hit to, to cover the cost of those things, but we'll be very upfront and open about all that and let you know um, how you can support us and what that money is going to uh, when you do support us. Rate it on iTunes. Uh, this is Fofop, of course. It is on the Fofop feed uh, on uh, iTunes. It is under Tofop on Omni. Um, some people still don't know that Fofop its own thing, so I, I, I know that this is the wrong place to tell you because this is Fofop. 
and you've already found it. But if you can spread the word that it's its own thing. I do like sometimes when people go, oh, I didn't know it was a new one. It's got 20 episodes. So, yes. Uh, look, uh, no new TOEFOP this weekend. Uh, but Charlie and I, I can say, have recorded the first episode of our AFL football show. So, we've been talking about it for a long time. <laughs> and we actually, we have recorded one. We recorded one as an experiment. So, we will see how that goes. So, watch this space. Uh, new philosophy next week. Uh, and uh, I will try to get back into a regular schedule now that I'm in the festival and the show is up and running. So I uh, hope you enjoy this episode with the fabulous Andy Peters. Uh, definitely one of our new crew. I had some feedback recently from somebody saying, oh, you get all the same people on. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, that's what I like about the podcast. It's not a different guest every week. It's um, continuing stories with people that I love having a chat with and love making work with and stuff like that. And Andy Peters is, without a doubt, one of those people. Always an absolute delight to have him around to do the podcast. We always just uh, have an absolute ball when we're doing it. So um, I hope you enjoy this. All right, uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Cheers. The following episode of FOFOP is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. FOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and returning guest Charlie Clawson. Always uh, very glad to have him on the show. Uh, Andy Peters, hello. Hello, yeah. Andy. Am I? Have I reached? Is it official that I'm regular status yet? Yeah, you're like. You're, I don't want to be aggressive about this. You're, but. No, well, you're definitely like p- part of the uh, regular players. You know, yeah. like you, you know, like Saturday Night Live style. Like you are definitely like a like a cast member. If we were doing like a photo at the start I'm of the, the Steve year, Steve Martin. I'm I'm like well, Steve Martin. Everyone think, thought was on SNL, but he wasn't. He was just on it a lot. He wasn't a cast member. He was just a guest, so much so that you thought he was like a cast member. No, I, I feel like I don't think I'm there yet. No, I, I, no, I feel like you were. No, I feel like you're a cast member, but you're one of those guys who doesn't get a lot of sketches. Right. And and your your stuff. That's fine. Just happy to be here. Guy. Your stuff's a bit weirder. You're doing a lot more. <laughs> you're doing a, you're doing a lot more online stuff. Like you know, there's always like things where people can see more of your work yeah. online. You I know? have my own web show. Yeah, you've got. You, well, that's where you actually got your break. To yeah. get on SNL, you know, you had your own web series. It was going well. They brought you into the office. But, you know, one day, maybe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till that day. No, I mean, well, you, like, I, I think that essentially the live show uh, is normally the, you know, that's your kind of, yes. gra- that's your graduation day in the world of folk pop <sighs> when you become, I guess, here's a better example. This is a better one. I, I think the first one I stumbled around and it wasn't a good analogy. Here we go. It's more Avengers, Right. So, right. Well, you've done the Avengers thing before with right. your show. You've done a whole Avengers thing. So that so we did basically when we did the live show that you came to, yeah. right? So this is a per- perfect example, right? I was just in the wings, just like someday, someday. Right. Like one of the other Avengers. <laughs> yes. So you're like one of those side, like, you know, one of the plus one Avengers that now yeah. what they're doing with the Avengers franchise is those guys are going to be more in, you know, the big style Avengers movie. You're Hawkeye. Except that Gareth was Hawkeye on that poster, so you can't be. Yeah, right. I'm the- like the Avenger you don't even know about, like the one that's still like 
really or maybe even like x-men maybe no, X-Men's I, I feel better. like we're some you're someone that we've been trying to introduce for a while so like you've been in a few movies like but ant-man now i'm like, like the ant-man you're ant-man <laughs> <laughs> i'm ant-man he's there yeah. like you're you we're just now wrapping our heads around what ant-man like what good ant-man can do well you know the other thing is much like ant-man because that had edgar wright you know and then like you know uh edgar wright did, yeah. and didn't end up doing it so there's always that thing of like oh if we'd seen the edgar wright version of ant-man oh, what, what could, would we think what of ant-man well, that was our lost episode. We yeah. had a lost episode. That's our Edgar Wright version. That's the one that people would have been like, oh, no, I get it. That's yeah. the Ant-Man we all wanted to hear. Do you remember anything we talked about? I, I don't remember no, the lost I episode. Don't. I even don't remember. Happening. It's lost in my brain. It's lost well. forever. For <laughs> no one will ever know. No one. I'll never be able to tell you what happened. Right. No one will. I'm sure it would have been great, though. Um, I'm, sh- okay. I'm sure we were hilarious. So, uh, yeah, but you were going to do a live show at the... We tried to get you for the live show for the That's right. LA Podfest. So I was like really at some bummed stage. I couldn't do that. I was out of town doing – I think I was in San Diego doing stand-up. Yeah. And uh, I was able to go to the first day. And I wish you would have done it on the first day. I don't know what happened. Well, we, well, we could not arrange <laughs> Like it. I'm in control. We could not arrange Why didn't you do it on the right day? Yeah, Why could. didn't you do it on the day I could have done it? <laughs> there was much like that in the Avengers. Like, you yeah. know, a lot of those side characters were going to be in the main film, but they just had something on that day. They're like, oh, you couldn't have done this yesterday? Like, in the My everyday. Whole day was yeah. free yesterday. In the everyday of Avengers, I'm sure Ant Man does bring that stuff up a lot. Like, oh, you guys sure you weren't in a situation where you needed right. a shrinking man? Like, you didn't. Okay. Okay. Cool. Like you didn't need to get into a and you don't think you will locked be, room or you anything? You don't think you will be next week because I. You know, because I'm available. But I do want to go to acupuncture and <laughs> yeah. the girl is only available on Thursday. Just as Can a I reminder, look? I just get small. So keep like, that in mind. If you need someone with to get all small. missions, hey. Guy that gets small. Hey, Hulk, look at him. Doesn't get smaller. <laughs> Iron Man. Obtrusive if you doesn't ask me. Doesn't get smaller. Thor <laughs> uh, does not get smaller. Nope. Remains the same size at all times. <laughs> Captain America, pretty much the same size since he became Captain America. Yep. Like, unless he I've goes, never seen him get smaller. Right. And even if he got smaller, he'd only go back to we the original Captain America, I imagine. So yeah. yeah, I mean it is to be technically Ant-Man, like there is a specific But it is a whole name. realm of like even in that movie they had a hard time the Ant Ant Man got his own movie. Ant Man's kind of like the kicker from football though. Like yep. you're not you're not on most of the time, but when you're needed, like it's a specialist role. Like, like only if the bad guy becomes tiny. That's when you get Ant Man involved and only then. But like I mean, what, would other, what else would there if be? If you need to get into a small space. Yeah? Yeah. Well, that's what they... <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of Ant-Man was uh, they really tried to answer that question a lot in the actual movie. They're like, oh, what can Ant-Man do? Well, look at this. He's inside of a computer. That's one thing. He's ripping apart the inside of a computer. And now this guy's laptop doesn't work. So that's one That's one thing. And then, and then mean, they saw him go through a keyhole. And like, and if you need to get through a keyhole. Yeah. Two things the Hulk would have just smashed and gone through. He just would have smashed the computer and then just smashed his way through the door. Where do Avengers hang out? Is it on a ship on or the, in yeah, an underground the, layer? No, on that uh, floating uh, space. X-Men hang out in a mansion. Thing. Yeah, they got a mansion. They got a pad. Oh, Avengers have like a floating uh, palace, right? It's quite famous. It's called something that I can't remember right now, but um, yeah. So Ant-Man must be just there, just hanging out. Like, I, I mean, want to see those scenes of like back at the ship. Just like, well, I mean, I, just I guess. Just cutting back to, he's like, well, you just have complaining. Like, well, I mean, they're probably in a situation where, I don't know I mean, how they're going to get I just assume he would work from home, Ant-Man. I don't, <laughs> I don't imagine they need Ant-Man to come into you think the he's office. on call? Every day, he'd be more like a consultant. Like he's, you know, you really just, you know, 
I mean, you really only need him specifically for those occasions that we've already outlined. There's yeah. not like you don't need him coming to the office every day. I feel like that's only going to cause dissent unless he has other skills, but he doesn't really. He's yeah. a thief. Justice League's version of that He's is. a super thief who in the movie we saw only <laughs> got caught every time he tried to steal something. Yeah. But like apparently we'll just take it on board that he was a super thief. <laughs> we despite the fact that prison. we saw no evidence during that movie at any stage that he could pull off a heist. It always went wrong. He had one scene where they showed him like uh, uh, he did something where he froze the inside of, the, of a safe. And that's when we were supposed to be like, oh, this guy. Yeah. This guy knows what he's doing. No one would think to do that. Somehow magically freeze the inside of his safe. Master. The uh, Justice League's version of Ant-Man is Aquaman, who must always be like, uh, just let me know when water's involved. <laughs> just let me uh, the one he's a he's the specific guy over in the Justice League. I mean, I, I, we've talked about this a little bit uh, before on the podcast, but do you think that Aquaman like? I mean, he'd still be pretty good at fighting. Does he? He doesn't lose his power when he's like further away from water, does he? Like, I mean, yes, he can control like the oceans, like and make you know. I think his thing is controlling the animals of the ocean, right? But not land animals. But on land, he could still like apply some practical, like you know, he'd still be able to fight and stuff, right? Like (laughs) just generally, just as much as like a fit person could, right? Like on land, he's a fit person. Yeah, but he's also got like, I mean, he has a lot of experience. (laughs) Like, he could probably... Can he control... Like, if... oh, so Do you think what, he's taking a crack at controlling what, okay, land what, animals? What if they were in a Chinese restaurant and there was, like, like mm-hmm. heaps of, like, you know, uh, live lobsters and stuff? Yeah. Like, in the tanks? Would he be helpful in that scene? He could, he could ask make the other to lobsters, jump, jump like, who's, who's the most succulent? No, but... Well, yeah. Then, <laughs> who's, like... Who's... Who's like who would be the most delicious out of you guys? Uh, Aquaman. It's the guys. Uh, uh, Aquaman. It's the guys at the Justice League. Um, we were just uh, hey, uh, we th- we were thinking we might need you, and he's uh-huh. like, oh, brilliant! Is oh. it is it a mission to save humanity? And it's like actually we're uh, we're going for we're going for Chinese. Uh, we're food. picking out sushi. Yeah, so if <laughs> you could it's one just of those tank places. Yeah, with the tanks. so if you could just just ask what their flavors like. Yeah. Be, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, well. Yeah. All right. Hey, I'll uh, be there. Hang on. We'll just conference call you in. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, don't we'll have get, to come. You don't have to come. We'll just we'll come. just get you to FaceTime the fish from the tank. Uh, yeah, I guess he's only... But, I mean, there is a lot of water. I mean, I guess there's water-based. A lot of things happen. Like, a lot of the earth is water. Yeah. So, and a lot of things you need, you know, you just... But I don't, think, like, for, I don't uh, feel like terrible things happen in water a lot. Do you know a lot of crises out at sea? What, drownings and stuff? I don't know. I mean, like Pirates? the Exxon Valdez, that was pretty bad. I Pirating, mean, you've got invi- Pirating happens in you, the water. Well, here's what happens in the water. You've got yep. sharks. You've got, obviously, you know, you know, get your rogue animals. You've got yep. submarines, like war submarines, stuff like that. Yeah, you've got all your oil tankers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You've got hidden treasure. You've got pirates, both of the comical kind and also the sort of, you know, you're like You're scary. like Aquaman's, like, uh, uh, <laughs> you're like Aquaman's, like, PR person. You're, you're like his representation. You've got, this is you like selling. Well, listen, Aquaman's a, a fine member of the team. Yeah, I mean, you got submarine missions. You right. got bad guys taking over oil rigs. Hulk doesn't like getting wet. Like, <laughs> these are specialist jobs for a specialist. Why well, Ant Man can get small? Like literally, yeah. Aquaman has, is really busy. The oceans are fucking full of shit. Superman can't die. Ancient... He can fly, but I've never seen it. Oh, and by the way, thing. every time a plane fucking crashes into the ocean, who do you need? 
Aquaman. Like you need me on call yeah. at all times for ocean related activities. Because he immediately keeps the sharks away, like sharks back up. You know, things from space fall in the ocean all the time, land in the ocean. Like, I mean, I think there's like, you know, you got boats and ships and battles happening. Like, I mean, I feel like it's a pretty full time job and the ocean <laughs> is everywhere. Like, even just to cover the distance, you know what I mean? Like, it's not a That's job. True. It's the, not a job that the you can. Vastness of his coverage. It's not a job that you can do from head office. Like I mean, yeah. a lot of the time, Aquaman's just going to be like you know, somewhere else taking care of other business. You know, Ocean Great stuff. Barrier Reef, like environmental disasters, like the melting of the oceans. You know, new creatures that are being awoken because of the you know changing environmental factors. I mean, yeah. This is like, I mean, I feel like Aquaman's got more on his plate than the rest of the fucking assholes combined, to be honest. You're you're making a good argument for multiple aqua, Aquamen. Aquamen, that's what we need, a franchise. Like a Jim's Mowing. You probably don't know that reference, but it's an Australian like gardening franchise. There's this guy, Jim, and it's called Jim's Mowing, but it's actually a range. You Jim's Mowing? Jim's, yeah, Jim's Plumbing and Jim's, you know, whatever now. But just Jim's holding it down? Or no, no, no. Does he only hire people named Jim? I mean, I think you have to legally change your name to Jim. Once you're a franchisee, Once you're there. yeah, or, or people can legally call you Jim and you can't complain. I think your that's job what it interview is. there is just like, well, question one, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I see here your name's Greg, yeah. and that's gonna be a problem. And that's it. That's the whole yeah. job. And then they, they say, uh, well, you've got the job, Jim. And he goes, it's Greg. Oh, 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 oh. whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, so, he just ran over our first speed Sorry, bump. there you go. That's this warning number Jim's. one. So, <laughs> Red flag number one. Anyway, see you tomorrow, Jim. I see you. Well, we won't be seeing you tomorrow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I see that you are an Alex. And uh, uh, how do you feel about, well, your name's Jim now. How do you feel? How do you feel as a Jim? Uh, Jim, I, I feel Jim uh, <laughs> Porton. So is it they do? But wait, what did Jim start? They're out gardening, as? they mowing. Jim's mowing. They come and mow your lawn. Landscaping, landscaping, I guess. But yeah, like kind of bottom end of the market sort of stuff. But well, basically, what Mexicans do in America. Yeah, yeah. But, but a guy called Jim <laughs> with a beard and a truck. But we don't have an all-encompassing. Is it just, that's like the most famous one? Are there like rogue gyms? Like uh, yeah, I mean, bills. of course. There's like, yeah. I mean, you I don't could think. could use bills. I don't think anyone's gone with the branding, like, you know, in the same way. But yeah. Jim's kind of like been the one who, like, yeah, Jim was the, I, I guess Jim just, you know, dominated the market. And Jim has become, you know, there's been a lot of Jim offs. And uh, he has now a franchise of things. And you can just trust the brand Jim. That's, I guess that's the secret. Jim is a trustworthy brand and people yeah. are happy to. But here in 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 our country, I think I feel like landscaping is done just by like a lot of separate smaller business. There's no right. well, that's still done. There's in no Australia like Walmart of landscaping here. Well, like opportunity. <laughs> that's what I'm Andy's? saying. Andy's mowing. Uh, right. We're always looking for new opportunities for me. It's like you're you're it's, <laughs> <laughs> like you're always trying to tell me like Andy, comedy's not working out. And have you tried landscaping? <laughs> have you tried? Have you tried app? We've designed a lot of apps. Just constantly, out. just like I feel like you're always trying to tell jobs. me other other lines of employment that I should be looking into. Andy, uh, I've seen what you've done with your backyard, and I'm telling you, landscaping. It's so weird uh, that just before the podcast, he, he made me sign what I thought was a release, but it was actually a curriculum vitae. Is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. You're so 
telling me new things. This is a guy taking headshots while there. It's all right, man. Uh, what have you been up to? What's been going on in your world? Well, uh, I'm working on a TV show. I'm writing on a Nickelodeon TV show for kids uh-huh. that we're filming that in March. And it's like a clip show with like dumb, like, it's like one of those shows that we've taken like a portion of the internet and we present it on television. I feel like that's a lot of like which TV shows uh-huh. Most that's famously. the last couple I've done is like uh, uh, we we are now hosting TV is like now like hosting the internet right in a way that's like we're taking content that's very available right you can just find you can it. just watch it yourself you can just find it <laughs> the on your whole own. lot but we're gonna like put it in an order and uh, and then tell give you it a, a little bit about you before yeah. give it a framework. So that's uh, but my you know job. what? I that is my job. I'm frameworking uh, portions of the internet. But I actually think there's a real role for that because there's too much stuff out there in the world. I mean, that's what newspapers or whatever used to be. They used to be the aggregators of the information. There was yeah. much more information that was pre- than that was presented to you on the nightly news or whatever. But this was like, we've decided that this is the shit that you need to know. But now we live in this world where there's so much shit going on and like half of it at least is just made up yeah. and you don't know... Like, like, how do you know what the – there's so many podcasts. How do you know what the best podcast is? How do you know what to listen to? Because they're so ranked. Much shit they're, on it? They're, in, they're in like a ranking system too. And I, I've never understood those ranking systems of like content on the internet and like stuff that's – we're kind of like told like uh, iTunes is an example of that, how it's arranged in a way if you there's go to their algorithm. podcasting. There's like an algorithm. Oh, man, have you heard about that? Twitter. Twitter's on the out. We're done What's, tweeting. What is – We're done. Did you hear about RIP Twitter? The hashtag RIP Twitter. So Twitter's going to an algor- alga- algorithm. Algorithm? An algorithm. Is it, it's a whole new thing not, that they invented. They're not going to one of those algorithms, are they? <laughs> it's a whimsical algorithm uh, called an algorithm. fandangled <laughs> algorithm. But they're now, and I don't even know how this is going to work. It's Twitter- like a grandfather talking about the internet. It's one of those <laughs> algorithms. I was sending an Insta tweet <laughs> on a- uh, Facegram the other day. <laughs> And uh, I got uh, 14 how do you do's. Okay, so tell me about Twitter because uh, I'll, I'll tell you this up front. I've had some... I've, I've this fe- is news. This is like I've felt myself... Newsworthy. I might be breaking well, news right this now. is like... But here's the thing. Firstly, if, I think I just had something in my nose. Yeah, Secondly, um, the... Uh, is it still there? Is that what that little... No, no, now I feel like I had that feeling that that I had something on my nose. As soon as someone touches their nose, I feel like... Your nose finagling made me nose finagle. Right, so (laughs) now we feel like we're playing some weird game of spy poker. And no listener knows what's happening. Okay, yeah, this is a really good direction in podcasting. Two guys just wrinkling their nose at each other. So... I'll tell you Twitter, all about okay. it. There's oh, yeah, a Twitter but, outrage. But I, want, I want to give you a little setup, and okay. then I want to know about it. So the setup is this. I have a lot of Twitter followers. But this is information from a person who gets very frustrated reading the information, and I check out really fast. So okay. I, this is like scrolling through Twitter for five minutes yeah. of information. Okay, so I have a lot of Twitter followers, but of late I've found myself not really enjoying the Twitter universe you do well in the way Twitter, that I yeah. used to. Yeah. And I certainly feel like I've not really been contributing to Twitter in the way that I used to. And I still like read it a lot and see what's going on, but there's been something about it that I've had a disconnect with that I have. And it's like one of those things where like I've got built this whole thing and I'm like, I don't want it to go badly. I don't yeah. want it to end because, you know, I have this like you know, world and this audience and it's a great place to be able to tell people where you're at and where your shows are and whatever. But it's kind of felt like 
for do a little pin, while. Do you pin tweets? How do you no, feel about pin, the pinning to, of a tweet? I don't tweet? know how to do it. I don't know how to pin a tweet. I don't know how to. I think do I have that. an old show. I don't know how to do that thing where um, you know, like you quote someone's tweet and you make a comment. I don't know how to do that. That's about where my level of like interest is clearly. I've I've stopped paying too much attention now. Yeah. I just do it how I used to do it, and I don't pay much attention. But so what's this? What what now with that in context? What what what's happening? So word word on the tweets is that <laughs> <laughs> word inside the tweet word uh, in the tweets is that uh, they're going to an algorithm. So instead of chronological order, which used to be how Twitter was presented, you would just you know you would get your tweets from your followers in a in as they were sent in well, a that's chronolo- the whole point of live. Twitter, right L- but now there's an algorithm tweeting. that's going to decide what tweets will be more important for you based on stuff that you like so they're going to now stack them in a way that's like you'll find more important so it's not necessarily going to be chronological Okay, so but so and people are saying this is the end of Twitter. This is uh this is it. We're all done. Shut it down. And there's a RIP Twitter movement, and everyone's done with it. And I don't so, know how to feel. I don't have a lot of followers, so uh, I'm fine with it going away because so, I need a new thing to get on the ground floor. So of. tell me this. Yeah. Tell me this. I'm worked me this. up about it. Uh, as you explain it to me, yeah. what it means basically is that Twitter's going to. So when I go onto Twitter, instead of seeing things as they happen, right. Twitter will tell me here's some things that you'll be more interested in than things that when yeah. they happen. The only thing I do on Twitter, I'm not, I'm not is, to be honest, I'm not a hundred percent against this idea really? because, well, I mean, do you I, like I, tw- Let me ask you. I this. Only do, have you a, live, do you like? Okay, tweet things this though? was about about to say. So I'll firstly okay. say this: the idea that when I log on to this place, that it is kind of rather than me randomly stumbling onto, but that is part of the joy of Twitter, and I'm sure that they'll still be able to do that. But like, if they're focusing things that are interesting in my area of interest, then. Well, I do want to see things that are in my area of interest. That's why it's my area of interest. So maybe I'm not against that. But I do live tweet things and I love live tweeting and I love seeing people live tweet. So you'd want yeah. something where you could still do that. So I think this, people are worried it'll kill live tweeting. But here's, let me come back at you where you said that. So what happens on Facebook is they do this now. And so Twitter's going to become this thing of like, so say you go camping and you're like, oh man, I want to uh, go bird watching while camping. Right. So I'm going to hop on the internet and buy a pair of binoculars. Now, everything that you're attached to on the internet thinks you love binoculars. And so all your tweets for like a week, because this really happened to me. Well, the flo- I bought a pair of binoculars and Facebook was like, I heard you love binoculars. I'm like, I just needed the one pair. I don't need a continuous reminder that I can purchase binoculars. I bought the ones. There should be an inbuilt thing into the product. Like there should be a, like, like a, as in it. like, if it is binoculars, for example, they're like, you know what? Probably only need to remind them they need a new yeah. set of binos every... <laughs> binos! Do you know what I mean? Like every five years or whatever, you'll check in on the bino situation. Well, the internet, these algorithms. Or think- before maybe like a major like, you know, bino related event, like, you know, say Haley's Comet or something like that. They're like, <laughs> oh, you know what? We should check in and see if he Let's hasn't see. misplaced those binos. He might have taken them on holidays to watch the fireworks and left them at the holiday he a house. telescope in 2007 right. and uh, there's going to be uh, like a real show tonight in space. Right. You don't need to check in all the time. Whereas toilet paper, you might need like more right. more regular sort of like reminder of this sort of thing. It pre- That's the, what I'm saying. Know the purchase. Like I'm not the an flaw, enthusiast. The flaw with this sort of algorithm is that um, it, it presupposes that uh, – 
past behavior is an accurate indicator of future desires and needs and wants. So basically it says yeah. just because you did something in the past, it means that you will necessarily want to do that thing again or repeat that behavior in the future. Where Whereas like you said, some of those things are just once in a lifetime or one-off purchases or you visited that thing for some reason that isn't that you were particularly interested in that. Like, for example, we talked about an Australian clothing chain called Suzanne that we didn't know whether it was around or not, yeah. like, you know, on an episode. Is everything named after the person who started in Australia? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was gyms? a small country. Yeah, we got gyms, we got Suzanne's. It's just like single person operations We've got run your entire country. Hungry Jacks, which is just hungry like Jack? a guy who was Jack a hungry was guy hungry one Jack. day and was like, we should have more restaurants. Right, we should. <laughs> oh, well, I'll do it. Um, so... Uh, yeah, it, like it doesn't mean that you will always, you know, behave in that manner. That's right. the flaw with these sort of things. And then you, there is a flaw with the internet that if you're only seeing information that then reinforces the positions or ideas or life experience that you already have, then we suddenly have this collection of people who aren't interacting with things that are outside their world of comfort or world of already experienced, yeah. you know. So look. I'm back on your side is what I'm saying. <laughs> you feel like you are back. You've told but, me around. But here's a, a – it has worked in a way. It's – it's. Uh, I, I went to Circus Olay once. I bought Circus Olay tickets and then that happened. Like they kept pitching me uh, other Circus Olay shows that I should see. They start showing up in my Facebook page. Yeah. And then, and then I found myself kind of becoming a bit of a circus, uh, a, bi- a bit of a uh, – enthusiast towards the circus like i bought some more circus tickets so i guess that's that's an example of it working here's what i would say like the internet asked like hey you sure you don't love the circus and i was like i do maybe i do love the circus uh tell me again just say the words again what was this like thing that you went to see that you bought tickets to circus olay uh, cirque d'olay circus olay (laughs) is that what it's called how do you say it so well cirque d'olay Circus Olay. <laughs> so firstly, I had to stop down just to make sure that you were saying what I thought you were saying, which was Circus Olay. Yeah. Which I was like, and so then, I, so then I had to check whether maybe there was a thing that was like this Mexican like circus <laughs> thing called Circus Olay. Lucha mixed with circus, yeah. Circus Olay. <laughs> I was like, and at the end they do the tricks and then just go, Olay! So here's the part where they, here's, here the, here's the bull part of the show. Yeah, but everybody does it. Olay! Olay! Circus Olay. Like How do you say it? Together. It's Cirque. I know Cirque. it's French. Cirque de Soleil. Cirque right. de Soleil. Cirque, but you say Cirque first. Yeah. Cirque, Cirque de, Soleil. de Soleil. Yeah, Cirque de Soleil. Not Circus Olay. <laughs> I've been calling it Circus Olay this whole time right. and I love and I like it. <laughs> I know. You're, you're an aficionado. Like, like I went to a couple of the internet asked me to attend. Right. Well, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. And, uh, I love really Cirque de Soleil. Cirque de Soleil is amazing. <laughs> They do. It's uh, they have taken. <laughs> Here are the words: Circus Dole, uh, Cirque Dole, right? Cirque de Sole. But there is an S. You are saying an S, right? Yeah, because there is one. Where there. does it come? In it. Cirque de Sole. De Sole. Yeah, Cirque de Sole. How do you spell it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But there's an S in there. Have you ever been to Circus Dole? Uh, I have never been, but I hear people tell me that it's good, the Circus Olay. Uh, what, what, what do you enjoy about it? What is the, you know, what, um, what, what, what brings you back? What, what you know, thing. you see it once out of interest, but what took you back? It's just really like you forget how amazing uh, acrobatics are 
like like high high spinning. That's I'm big into that. Yeah, high up top bar spinning. Is that called trapeze? Sure. <laughs> trapeze. I'm not the expert. They were, <laughs> I've been to a few. Let You've me been tell to you. a few. Oh, trapeze nice. and balancing act. This ain't my first act. circus. <laughs> I shout that. That's the thing I've noticed. In comedy, we have to deal... Uh, other forms of performance, like circus, I've never seen them deal with like hecklers. No one's like, seen it. I can balance. Like No one's shouting heckles at a circus. Before. It's not that high. It's not high enough. Mm. That's a good point, actually. It's not a real lion. I mean, well, the, the big one, and I have been on rants about this topic before, but uh, it will be, you know, months since those ones went on the internet. So here it comes again. Fucking yeah. tennis. Oh, I am yeah. so sick of tennis players needing absolute fucking silence to perform their job, like fucking throwing a ball in the air and hitting it. Wow. Is something that, like, I mean, fucking surgeons are playing music in while they're doing brain surgery and fucking, you know, professional footballers need to have everyone screaming at them yeah. and yelling Shh, at them. And I'm like, throwing a ball and hitting it with a paddle. Like, golf too. Can we talk about, like, I mean, you don't least, need silence to be a golfer. No, but at least with golf, here's what I will like, say. Like, no one's that. around you. No one's touching you. <laughs> right, but... That would be, like, that's what you really want is, like, don't come over the barrier... <laughs> And grab my arm while I'm putting. That would mess up my golf shot. But you can have a conversation. That'd be great if, like, one of the other guys, like, his technique was he just stood too close to them. Yeah. Like, not so close that they would get hit, but oh, just that's what close I would do enough. I was a golfer. And it just always really threw the other person. Like, the legal distance, but it's just, like, right next I'm to... behind the line. Sorry? <laughs> Did the golf version of I'm not touching you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they do that. Don't you think they do that? Just really subtle. It's a very subtle sport. I mean, I so guess so. They'd distractions be a bit are of, probably really subtle. Yeah, but I can imagine in golf, like that is a hard thing to master and you are doing something that in that moment you have to master a whole lot of different things. But fucking tennis, are you yeah. serious? Like particularly in tennis where you get a second go. Like literally you get, like if you mess up your serve, there's a rule where you get a second go at yeah. it. What? And we have to be quiet for both? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Well, at least we can make noise for the second one. It should you be should, you get yeah. an extra one, but we're allowed to yell whatever the fuck we like out during the second serve. That would bring people back to tennis. Yeah. And that is the fuck up of tennis. We give them, first serve, you get the second serve. You're a professional ball paddle right. hitter. And your first attempt went right into the net. Like that, the new rule of tennis should be like, okay, we're gonna take a five second heckle break. I mean, that was ridiculous. I mean, I understand. I could have done that. I understand that tennis is a very skillful game and all that yeah. fucking shit. But essentially, you're hitting a ball with a bat, and there's a bit of the game that you do every game. Like it's a every, it's a built in bit of the game where you throw the ball in the air. And that's always there. And you hit it with a bat. Like in baseball and shit, they're allowed to yell whatever they want, yeah. and someone is throwing a ball at them at ninety, like you know, miles an hour, and it's a really hard ball, and they have to try to hit it, but you can't fucking throw it up above your own head without complete silence. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Second serve where you get the yell out. <laughs> That's the new rule of tennis. Second serve, what and, and then that'd be more like, incentive I feel like too. Basketball should be a, a, a silent sport more than it is too, because that. That's another well, any, when anything where it's on free throws, a ball the size of the hole you're like, putting Like think it about it. Like on free throws when they're like, you know, trying to nail those and there's people behind them with whistles and fucking. Oh, those are getting fun. Like, if shit. you watch college basketball, they'll do stuff now where they put on whole presentations. Like they'll put a curtain up over a section and open it and there'll be something distraction behind the curtain. Like they did one where like a person was like fake giving birth <laughs> like behind. Right. Like that is but, allowed to happen in But fucking Novak Djokovic. <laughs> Can't fucking throw a tennis and ball in still, the air. Yeah. 
I mean, it's crazy that that has to be silent. And if you look at Hard ratio, tennis players. If you look at ratio from like ball to goal with the ball, tennis, small ball, big paddle, right? Basketball, hoop, about the same dimensions as the ball you're trying right. to put into the hoop. That's difficult. Golf, slightly bigger than the ball you're trying to put into that. Pretty difficult. Tennis isn't that difficult. Tennis? <laughs> like you're essentially trying to ping hit pong? a... Ping pong? Ping pong, very difficult. You're trying to hit a ball... Tiny o- paddle, tiny o- ball. Over, you're trying to hit an in-proportion ball over a net. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, shh. Be quiet. But you get a lot of paddles. It's not surgery. It is literally not fucking... You're not, you know, literally, if we all went to like, you see brain surgery, and they're like, hey, could you be quiet? We'd all be like, fucking fair yes, enough, right? of course. That guy's brain is on a tape. Right, we're fine with that. But you can't throw a fucking ball in the air when you get a second shot. Yeah. But no one respects comedy in that way. I find that diminishing more and more in comedy. Should happen more in tennis. Like there's a a hen's night. Like Like, just in one corner if they're trying to play like center court at Wimbledon and there's like eight girls with like inflatable penises on their head. (laughs) Just going, Michelle! Say something about us! us! We're being the loudest, so we should get the most attention. She's getting married. (laughs) I know you're trying to do your job, but she's getting married. And you have to play tennis to that. Ordering drinks. (laughs) Unless, yeah, ordering drinks. Unless they start playing tennis with racquetball-sized rackets. Then Uh, I would give them quiet. Because that's a proportionate. I just have a problem with the proportions. It seems like a lot of racket. And it doesn't seem that difficult. Or really big rackets. Come at me. Come at me on Twitter. I feel like the size is the easiest <laughs> like just size. Upset they should the be much smaller or queen. much bigger. Yeah. Comically big. Like, you know, that's fine. If they had like what, you know, a giant racket that they had to kind of like lift yeah. up and like, or tiny. That's why people don't uh, respect. That's why America doesn't respect soccer or football. The, because the goal is so proportionately, it almost seems like, yeah, you should be able to just kick it right on in there. Yeah, but you it's can't. just one person in front of a really giant hard to. wall a, of space. I know, but it's really hard to do. Right. Like often, well, I know that. Often they don't even do it in a whole game. I know. And, it seems, and I think that that's the sort of disconnect that America watches. I, I don't know why, but it's the proportion that it seems like, I mean, the, the field's too big, one. There's too much field. And the and the objective is too large. You know what? You know what? They, We're used to a small objective. If, if if everyone at the soccer would just be quiet, the guys would get more goals. That's if, what it's like. If everyone just if have at com- the end of the field was complete- just a basket and you had to kick it into a basket, right. I'm in. I'm gonna pause just for a second so okay. we can get refreshments. Uh, okay, we're back. We won't say why we were talking about time travel because I want to keep my excellent <laughs> idea to myself, but we can talk about time travel. I love the breaks we take because we start a separate conversation that just becomes right. the next thing we talk about. And then about. you're like, I, I, there will be callbacks to that conversation <laughs> and we'll forget that it was actually an off-air conversation. But yeah. um, uh, you were saying that you enjoy time travel as well. Well, you enjoy, uh, <laughs> you enjoy time travel, right? I enjoy, you know, I enjoy travel. <laughs> I enjoy time travel. What if you know, we reach a future know, where that is just like Take a- some time off. Time hey, travel. are you into time travel? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, on the weekends. I guess, yeah. I mean, we've got a little... Uh, <laughs> when I have... You know, I, gotta, I mean, I it's expensive it. at the moment, but I feel like <laughs> when it comes down so everyone can afford it... Because I imagine that's what it'll be at the start, right? Like, a if ticket, it ever becomes right? commercial, commercially to- available time travel, you would like... Yeah, it'll start with it being a toy of the rich people, but eventually, yeah. you know, there'll be a way to kind of... You'll just be able to do... There'll be an app or whatever. What I think w- will be the way that we do it is like the time traveler 
won't be a real person. It'll be like a surrogate person, like almost like an android robot. Okay. Connected to like who sent it through time. Oh, yeah. And so, we can like watch it from this time. And it's almost like a like a robot with camera eyes. Right. And we see other times, but it's not actually a real person. Cause I, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to send real people through time and space. Right. You think that's going to be the flaw? It's going to be our genetic makeup, but we may be able to see, send but robots. But we might be able to send like machines through space and time like I mean, object- that, we might be able to send objects that to me already just i mean <laughs> that feels like trouble that feels like where shit will go wrong if we start sending like you know robots well, that through, means through that means somewhere in your past you encountered a fake person robot and you just didn't know it that's what that means because yeah. that's the big thing uh 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 hawking uh he said in his book like he believes that we'll never have time travel because if we did, then where were the time travelers? Like right. in our chunk of time is the most pretty yeah. interesting if stuff we, happened. If we, we had if we had time travel then, yeah, we have time we, travel now. If we ever have time yeah. travel in, in the, the future, future then we, now we'll by the very necessity see time of that. travelers. Well, that is if your time travel can go to everywhere. But at the moment, it may be, oh, yeah. no, because then in the future, it'll still have to evolve. But that's the, the assumption. Pl- yeah. Well, the assumption is if time travel was ever to exist, it would have to be in such a far distant future that they would have no interest to coming to this. They probably don't remember us. Far time. Or, right. or like we just don't exist in the timeline that is presented in this far distant future. Like our time is going to get lost or it could so be, much so that they don't even know what happened here and they don't come to it. I mean, but or it could Whoa. be, or it could be the equivalent of like, you know, like if you ever worked at a workplace or whatever, where it's like, oh man, you should have like, you should have worked at this place two years ago. Like Friday night parties were <laughs> off the hook. The thing was crazy, but now it's kind of like, maybe they just came 10 years the wrong way. You know what I mean? They, they <laughs> did visit, but they just didn't come to, you know, our time this time. Yeah, so time tra- well, so so time travelers in a far distant future. They so what we're saying is time never travel came does time- exist. Is that what you're it's never going to exist? That's <laughs> it's my never argument. going to exist because like you th- would think that like somebody who studied dinosaurs would be like there was also this strange guy in like a future outfit hanging out with the dinosaurs. We don't know what he was all about, but that doesn't exist. And the argument is that oh well maybe dinosaur times wasn't. Uh, uh, interesting enough for a future time traveler to visit, but that's ridiculous. Who, okay. wouldn't, who wouldn't come see the dinosaurs? Well, here's my question, though. What about, is, is there a more of a practical thing to this, which is this idea of that, I often say this, because like the, the, the kind of, the initial premise that people would have, I think about this a lot, the initial premise that people <laughs> so would have I- is, if you would go backwards in time, yeah. you would nail it, Right. Like you go, like, you know, think the back to the future sort of thing is like you go back to a time where you as the modern person know so much more and are so much more advanced that you would nail being in that time. Yeah. But the truth of it is that we are so like that progress happens so quickly and we become so uh, reliant on our progress so quickly that these skills quickly disappear. So if you landed me 100 years ago, I'd be fucked. If you landed me 30 years ago, I'd struggle. Like, like you'd ask me a question and I'd be like, I'll look that up and then I'd have to go to a library. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd have to take some time out of my day. Like, I am not equipped now for like that world. Like, if you world, landed alone... in pioneer times. Right. I don't have an applicable set of skills. I'm a 42-year-old man with bad hips who's good at telling jokes in an industry that doesn't exist. <laughs> and most of my stuff is pretty topical. So, like, I don't have any topical shit from back then. You would have to do pre-research before I mean, I'd have back. to do heaps of research. And then suddenly this is putting me off the fuck. I'm like, 
why am I even going to this time? You know what I mean? Like, I'll just go back a few yeah. weeks and do this stuff more topical. That's and what the I'd use there it would for. Be like, hey, you gotta, I'd like, take six weeks you gotta help to come up with the best topical <laughs> material, then fly back to that time and really nail it. He's like, he's so quick. He's so <laughs> I'd use it just to do well at set lists. It's, it's like he knew this Great Depression right. was going to happen. Yeah, what's the deal with this depression, huh? <laughs> I'd use it just to be the first on every joke. <laughs> Like every thought you'd ever had, like just to be the first, your, the just first, for comedy first guy. Like literally, I get you. Like, what's Will Anderson doing with his uh, time travel? And then you see uh, footage of like the first ever flight. It's yeah. when they find these things and they see you in different places, and they see me coming off the first ever like commercial airliner, going, "Boy, that food wasn't very good, was it, guys?" <laughs> All right, nailed it. Tick. First comedic reference of everything. And then you look in the history of comedy right. book and like uh, under everything, your name pops up. Like right. first airline joke. Oh, look, it just ha- it's Will Anderson. Right. There's the first guy. Like That's all you're doing with it. Yes. And, and here's some footage of him the first time a cat ever met a dog. Yeah. And he's making some really great observations about how different they are. And people are like, Will, maybe you should like kill Hitler. You right, think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you're just like, no, I'm just working the club that night and being like, what's the deal with this up and coming Hitler guy? He right. <laughs> he, he might be trouble. <laughs> hey, uh, anyone but here? But you're not doing anything about it. You're just yeah. crushing your, your yeah. new topical Hitler right. material, yeah. crushing it. I'm the first guy who's speaking out. Anyone who, uh, any Hitler like, fans? Man, I didn't think anybody could make this guy funny, but he's a- killing it. Any Hitler fans? Raise your hands. Oh, not like that, guys. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Is this thing on? <laughs> Come on. Seriously. Ah. Hey, uh, so this uh, Schindler, you heard of this guy? I got a list for you, Oscar. I got some kind of list. (laughs) (laughs) So topical. Just like everything, nailing it. But that's the the thing with with the time travel is that we, uh, like you think like a person would show up, you think you would like run into one. That's the whole argument. But isn't the idea that, that you know, if you are, if there are time travelers, uh, they would be keeping it to themselves so they don't fuck up the, you know, space. See, you'd have to be like continuum. really good at keeping it to yourself. Yeah. Like in all of this stretch of time. But maybe like astronauts. That humans you know, exist. In, in some way, they're kind of like astronauts. Like, you know, they've been kind of sent, like, you know, it's early stuff. Oh, I know, because again, it's still the future. That's what it? I think it'll be. It'll be like a team of them. My- and you're like a, like an astronaut. Right. Like the first group will be like the first astronauts. Like we figured out time travel and we got like like NASA picked the eight right. people that are equipped to do it. We to have like time a, travelers. We have like a historian. We have a, uh, I think we're writing a movie right now. Right. Currently we got a physicist. We're yeah. writing the, our time travel movie right now. Who else would you need on that team? So say like NASA's like, we figured out time travel. We got to pick eight jobs to send to like get all the information we need from the past. Wow. And one, one has already been uh, put aside for a comedian to do really excellent <laughs> yeah, topic yeah, of material. Well, yep. Yep. Yeah. Hitler zingers. An we've got that one. Hitler zingers. Yeah. <laughs> but you would need like a. He's not going to kill Hitler, but boy, is he going to kill. <laughs> I, uh... And the whole team, the whole time. Triumph of the Will. Will, you're supposed the to. The Will Anderson story. Triumph of the Will. That's keeps, actually a good he reference. He's not killing Guys, Hitler. Triumph of the Will. <laughs> That's your one job. And you keep not doing it. You're here to kill Hitler. Uh, That's the question that is often asked and was asked in the American uh, presidential debate of people. But uh, it's the kind of, and we've talked about it on the podcast before, but I haven't talked about it with you, which is 
where do you stand on the kill Hitler situation? If we do have time travel and, you know, everyone's yeah. like, well, the first thing we've got to check off this list is uh, kill Hitler. We'll definitely kill Hitler. Uh, where do you stand on that? Do you have a position on the kill Hitler scenario? Like a um, political position? Like yeah, if well, it comes I mean, down to Are a- you pro-kill Hitler? Like, say they go to a plebiscite. Hey, guys, we've come up with time travel. And as everyone agrees, the first thing that you're meant to do is like uh, kill Hitler. Do you? We're asking everyone, is that is that what we should be using it for? Are it we, would we go, go to go, a vote, wouldn't it? Right, it would so be we like, all okay. get a vote. We're voting. Do we get to go back and kill Hitler? Like, is well, that- what else is there? What could be? What else would be on that ballot? Obviously, kill Hitler. Uh, it, uh, stop AIDS from happening. Right. <laughs> would that be on the ballot? Yeah. But how would you even do that if you That'd could? Be- if you could time travel, how would you even do that? Well, you go back to where the person fucked the monkey. <laughs> Right? Isn't that kind of like, I mean, I don't know if they fucked a monkey, but I believe there was some sort of, didn't they believe that at the start of AIDS, there was like a animal to human transmission of some kind. I'm sure it wasn't a monkey yeah. fucking, but I don't know. <laughs> I've waded into an area I know nothing about, but I'm not in charge of stopping it. See, there's like practical things like kill Hitler. Like obviously, yeah, but it'd be find great, Hitler and kill Hitler. It'd be great Hitler. if like the things were really specific and then they had to be broadened out. Like people are just writing. Because it's always special interest groups that respond to these things. Yeah. Most people would be like, oh, I don't know, do what's best. That's why you're in charge. I've got other shit to think about, right? But there'd be special interest groups who are always like, we should be using it for this or whatever. Yeah. So it'd be great if like, you know, like, oh, we want uh, to stop Magic Johnson getting AIDS. And like, how about... <laughs> no, that's not. I mean, sure. I mean, yeah, okay. But- Maybe if we're not not busy right but how about <laughs> how we would just, we even do that can we just maybe stop eights is that <laughs> we'll do that okay that is you know we'll what? work on stopping eight yeah well and that would be every interest group and then you would get into like the non-profit sectors be like you have we have to figure out like hunger like get well, I mean, on the, top of hunger before I mean, it happens I, get on top of climate change before it happens i imagine the religious groups would want you to go back to the times of their religions and either prove or disprove that those things happen would they not or would yeah. they not? Or would that be one of those things where you're like, oh, don't go back? Because once we – is that like the Schrodinger's sort of time travel scenario? Whereas if you go back to the time of Jesus and it turns out that Jesus was just water skiing people or whatever. People be like, what are you talking like, about? I actually, you know what? <laughs> Jesus was just a caterer. That's why he had all those wives and fishes. Like he was literally a caterer. He was a fisherman He and just a was a carpenter who was awesome yeah. at telling stories. Uh, like, mate, yeah, he just had some – I mean, he had great one-liners, but he wasn't actually a prophet. He never turned water into like, wine. Like I mean, some people think Bill Hicks was a prophet, but it's more <laughs> like it's a – like it's more a turn of phrase. People yeah. like these jokes, and Jesus was like, you know, it was more desk calendar stuff, like motivational shit. Like that's probably the big two, right? Kill Hitler, meet Jesus. Yeah, but meeting Jesus might be disappointing, or might be better than you expected. I mean, as a person myself who doesn't believe in like the magical Bible Jesus, like yeah. if I met Jesus and he was doing all magical you, Bible shit, you drop into like, Jerusalem in right. that time period and you are like well there he is he's on a mountain actually uh turning one fish into thousands of fish right i didn't think that really happened I mean, it's going to at least change your perspective but then what would you do with that information you couldn't uh, bring it back to this raise time. a few more questions <laughs> <laughs> but hitler i would vote i would vote kill hitler <laughs> i'd time i'd time travel back to that point where uh i i discovered uh, how to pleasure myself as a teenager and say hey turns out jesus is real so um <laughs> Keep that in your noggin. <laughs> More reading, I guess. To answer your, your question, your very serious question, yeah. I would vote on that day. Uh, I would cast my ballot for uh, Kill Hitler. Now, okay. So that then now, once you've ticked the box... It's kill- the most practical. His actions had like immediate 
there's a time frame of immediate consequences to just Hitler existing. So let's kill him when he's a baby. Boop, bat. You've already answered uh, part of the question, I guess, which is going to be because once you open that can of worms, we now have to ask the next question is, yeah. when, when do we kill Hitler? When? Right? When? Early. At I mean, what age? Well, I guess you wouldn't have to do it as a baby because then you're like a lunatic uh, wearing a spacesuit, so murdering a baby right. in Germany. Yeah, and that would make you're the news. a futuristic baby <laughs> murderer, you're a futuristic- right? <laughs> like even if in the future, it's hard to explain. Like if you're ever, like See, I mean, has say- anyone ever used the excuse when they're killing a baby when they've been caught in the act of killing a baby? I'm from the future. And this baby was going to be the next Hitler. Because if they did, we would rightly, I imagine, still prosecute them and send them to prison for killing a baby. Yeah. So if you're a person... that's why they say uh, time travel will never exist in the future. Because in our history that exists now, there would be like, okay, uh, Hitler existed. But also when he was a baby, a man in a spacesuit tried to murder him. And there was a whole trial for the man that tried to murder this baby that went on to start World War II. Right. So you think that would be like a side note of the history of like there was that spaceman who tried to murder him as a baby. Hey, you know, uh, have you have you heard of this Hitler guy? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of him. Uh, hates Jews. Uh, hates him. A couple of interesting facts. <laughs> Vegetarian. Did yeah. not know that. Really, vegetarian. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, and was almost murdered by a spaceman when he was a baby. Yeah. And he was an artist. He yeah. did art for a bit. Did art for a bit. Wait, so, wait. Yeah. Back up. Sorry. What? <laughs> About the art? Yeah. No, he studied at yeah. university and everything. That's yeah, where so, the swastika yeah. came from. Yeah, art. He, he loved art. It was a love of art. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about. Uh, you said that uh, a vegetarian. Yeah, I know it's surprising, <laughs> isn't it? But you know, apparently a vegetarian and an artist. So Interesting. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that would be, or would be a person just in like casual modern clothes, like like modern clothes. A oh, guy yeah, right. in a hoodie, whatever a hoodie is. Right. <laughs> attempted just rocks to up in a hoodie a dude in a hoodie it's I always up in this cloak with a hood even back then it was always a guy in a hoodie <laughs> yeah. witnesses said probably a black guy <laughs> even wait did then. they have hoodies in like 1917 were there hoodies i mean i don't think so i don't kind of made i mean like i don't think in the fashion that they're worn these days when did the hoodie this is a side quandary yeah when did the hoodie history when did the, the hoodie, hoodie hit when the, the hoodie? I, I mean the hoodies feel to me I mean, I may be wrong, but they feel like, I don't know, 70s, 80s, your hoodie? Mon- 80s, Became popular maybe. maybe in the 80s and 90s. I mean, hip hop culture has, you know, influenced yeah. the wearing of the hoodie, I think. So, you know, your hip hop starting in the 70s. You see like, the roaring the 20s. 80s, I don't think anyone was wearing. Wearing rocking a hoodie. Uh, hey, just fedora and a hoodie. hoodie. <laughs> I don't I mean, think they even existed. I don't think they did. I mean, there would have been hoods. People were born <laughs> hoods of various kinds but before the hoodie there was just that one weirdo who attached hoods <laughs> to his sweatshirts and cut down the center and added a zipper people are like he's a lunatic like no 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 you you'll see he's a time traveler because i'm a time traveler <laughs> a guy in a strange zipper hooded sweatshirt <laughs> because they, wouldn't that person also grabbed baby like, hitler because then what happens to this person because this is the other can of worms that we're opening here is a you're going to kill a baby so you, you're assuming right maybe kill him as a teenager maybe he didn't start really getting hitlery until right he didn't get a case of the hitlers till like his 20s so these are going to be your scenarios i reckon if you're going to give people a, a vote you kill him uh all right 
Or he's, maybe try to change his mind. Maybe you try to infiltrate Hitler. Right. Maybe there's a whole future mission to send a time traveler and right. like be buddy buddy with Hitler. So basically, what you want to send is someone who can, you know, but Back to the Future style. Right. Befriend him, meet him, convince him to change his mind. Right. Alter the course of history. Encourage his. We don't got to kill the guy. Or his vegetarian cooking, or one of his other passions. This should be a sequel. Hitler's to Back to the Future, by the way. Right? They should make a Back to the Future movie now. A time travel movie. That really gets down to business. Oh, okay. So here's the... <laughs> okay, you know what? Here's the premise of the movie. This is, this is a pretty good movie, I reckon. This is the premise. Back uh, to the Future. In for- the future, we have yeah. one shot. We have one what? We have one shot at time travel. Yeah. Right? So they've given us a once for time travel, and we've decided that if we can only use it once... The world voted, and it's come down right. to like what the world has voted right. for. Right, and so we've got the the Hitler scenario, mm-hmm. right? Everyone wants to do the Hitler I mean, thing. well, it's the one. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like the big it's, one. It's the go-to. If you've got one shot at it, you're going to do the Hitler scenario, right? But it's come down to two camps. Two camps have formed around this. One is the let's kill Hitler camp, and one's the let's send someone back to befriend, educate. The liberal, nice approach to this is like, we don't got to kill the guy. You go befriend Hitler. We'll infiltrate Hitler's life. Find out like what, who he, what type of people he hung out with in college, art scene. We'll infiltrate like a dude that can speak good German into probably a German into the, uh, like Berlin art scene and just be like, Hey, paintings are great. We should just paint. We should just always paint. Open a a mustache shop. You know what I mean? Like anything. (laughs) Open a mustache. Right? Hitler's mustaches. Because that mustache would have been really popular if he hadn't put it out of style. I mean, Charlie Chaplin was the biggest movie star in the world and Mm -hmm. had that exact same mustache. And then Hitler killed the look. But if Hitler, you know, do you know what I mean? Or maybe make him known for that mustache and maybe he gets like sort of like a cool fame out of being like that mustache. There are so many other options. So yeah. many other things that Hitler could have put his energy into. So you've got the two camps. You've got the educate Hitler camp mm-hmm. and then you've got the let's kill Hitler camp. And then in the let's kill Hitler camp, you've got to have options of when you kill him. You kill him as a baby, don't give him a chance, just kill him the minute Don't even he's give born. a chance to form thoughts. Right. We don't know when he started to form the thoughts of hatred. Just kill him when he's a baby. Just kill an innocent baby. Get it. So on behalf of the world, we're basically saying we, we've got one shot of at time travel and we're going to use it to kill an innocent baby. We're going to murder a baby. We're going to murder a baby. Or, or this <laughs> whole process of friendship that might not work. We might not hit it off with Hitler, the guy we send. What do you reckon, guys? <laughs> you baby murdering? We're going to use it for baby murdering, right? We're going to murder this son of a bitch as a baby. So then I think the next murder option is... That would split the vote, I think. Right. Because that is like sensibility over just like problem solving. Right. So there'd be some really practical people who would just like murder the baby, murder get the, the baby. job done. That's, it's because it's easier. Pundits to, would go on television and be like, we need to just... Well, because the other the thing that we haven't even considered is the fact that like, how do we murder the baby? Like you can't just murder a baby. Like, right. I mean, without it being again we're back to the thing like making headlines like in the right. s- shadows of the night we have to send our time traveler to murder the baby right it can't make headlines there can't be a trial it can't be like a guy wearing a hoodie murdering hitler right uh, it can't be a part of history in the shadows of the night you either murder uh, or in the open daylight you get such a good actor that you couldn't tell it's a time traveler and he just like talk i'm kind of leaning towards like talking hitler out of it just as a social experiment what about replacing hitler with like a nice hitler yeah with like a reverse hitler yeah reverse hitler 
like with a nicer lookalike. Wouldn't in that what you do? You train someone who looked like Hitler and send them back in time. Because but that be would like, get well, that would get too complicated because you'd lose track of who the good Hitler was. That would be like you ever seen the movie Dave, where <laughs> where an actor becomes the president and then he actually like becomes the president and starts making presidential decisions. Now you got a case where you are actor. This is serious. Now you got a case where your actor Hitler might go on to become a real Hitler. That's a great. And up. now you know you created. Again. You know you created two Hitlers. That's. <laughs> you know what you just did with your plan. You sent a time traveler to stop Hitler, and now all of history, there's like there was two guys with a crazy mustache who did Hitler stuff you at know, the same time. You mean the Hitlers? Side by side. The like, Hitler. <laughs> your shitty plan. We had Hitler, and your shitty plan created the Hitlers. Good job, Will. They won World War II. <laughs> One convinced the other. Said he couldn't. Do Hitler it. was terrible. But the Hitlers said he couldn't have done it without the support. <laughs> yeah, with two Hitlers, they would have won. Oh, this plan gets worse and worse. Well, this if is. If there were two Hitlers, it would have been a like. Poof. Okay, so these are the things we have to think through. So then, do you kill him? Your next point to kill him, I believe. Can we acknowledge this is the best podcast topic that's ever <laughs> that's ever come about? This is like real deal. I love stuff. talking about this. So the next opportunity to kill him is the day before he does his first terrible thing. Because the argument there would be, you, you give know him what a day is though. When do you find that? Day? Well, I mean, historically, I think you could probably trace it back to like you know whatever the worst thing he did first, his first worst, and you just do it the day before first worst, I guess. First, right? First. When Hitler was really showing his wacky side. I mean, say, again, you are... just start popping off at the mouth about like Jews. Like, right. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, maybe no. You can't just kill somebody because they have a couple of uncomfortable attitudes against Jews or like. Right. I mean, say some questionable things, right? There's going to be a couple of days of that. Yeah, there's, we're going to have to. But this is the thing. Be, or you just stab him as soon as he starts. As soon as you said one thing about Jews, yeah, you stab him then because that's where not, it starts. At least he's not Jewish. You know what? Maybe okay. stab him. But, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, or do the baby I mean, thing. I don't know why. Like, if you're going to do that, do the baby thing, right? But aren't you, can't you still give him the you know the years of him not being that person? Like, don't you give him a chance to like? Maybe that's the thing. You've got to stay with him. Like, and the minute you see any of that attitude, you've got to be able to show. I guess that's you. Really, basically, what you want is someone who is teacher and assassin. You want someone to go back to be his best friend, but on the mission that you you have the ability to shape him. And like, if you can yeah. if you can make him a better person, then that's okay. But the minute he says. One thing about oh. the Jews, it is your job to kill him, right? Do you mean that's so, the like, and that's when your mission's a failure. That's your so mission. You would, like, be, so like, as long your as hand he doesn't would be shaking when yeah. you're going to shoot, like, he really right. can't say that bad stuff. But about the minute Jews? he says it, yeah, you have to. We call it. You'd have to admit failure. He'd be like Koju, Koju. That's that's it. what he, he said. said. It's called Koju, and then he just kills him. But I think so. I, I I'm still on uh, kill okay. him as a baby or, because you can't guarantee the people of current. Think of the like the current uh, time where we send the time traveler. You have to be able to guarantee those people. Right. We have one He's shot. At, to we kill have one shot as at time an adult. Travel. He's much easier to kill as a baby. There is no doubt about that. We have one shot at time travel. We don't yep. get to time travel again. We voted. The mission of our time travel is to kill Hitler. 
do it as a bit. Do it as a bit. Just do it. Don't done. you feel like that's a stain that we have on ourselves as humanity? It would be or? rough. It'd be tough. You're murdering a baby. But we're saving like six million Jews. But <laughs> is that like the? Yeah. That's the deal we've done. The baby's Hitler. We know that he but the is baby's, Hitler. The baby's not Hitler then. The baby's just right. the cute little We know a, he adult. turns Could out be to be anything. <laughs> well, Adolf, I mean, Little Adolf Hitler. Could could not be Hitler. True. Like, I mean, we what, could comb come, him to not be Hitler. I mean, it comes down to the question of, you know, do you believe in, you know, like yeah, what, nature second over nurture? Chances. You're asking, do you believe like, in you know, second Do you chances? believe that Hitler was born Hitler and would have always become Hitler? Or no. do you think that, like, it's environment? So if, what if they just took baby Hitler and, like, raised baby Hitler somewhere else? Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like a sort of a, a... Get him away from Jewish people. <laughs> like a swap. You took him somewhere there's no Jewish people. Look, we don't feel like we've solved the problem. Him in Canada? Yeah, we we yeah, we we, we haven't we haven't solved the problem. My apologies. But what we've managed to do is take him away from anyone he'll have a problem with. He's still really yeah. anti-Semitic, but it just doesn't come up on a day-to-day basis now, now that he lives in Alaska. Yeah. Now he's a baby in a cabin in Nova Scotia. Right. No way will he end up being Hitler. Still hates them, but it's impractical. Like, really. <laughs> he somehow still grew up. Oh. Yeah, I Well, guess. we at least wrote, like, like an Oscar-winning film today. Schindler's That's Oscar. the least of what we've done. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What so- would we call that movie about the team that has to... We got to name this thing. The film we just wrote. The team that uh, has to decide. The world has created time travel. A team's going. The world is voted. Kill Hitler. There's a The whole conflict of the movie is how do we do that? How do we kill Hitler? What's that movie called? Project Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't go... To the, the dome to see Project Hitler. Yeah, Project Hitler. Oh, my God. It would be huge. It'd be, be like the next Independence Day. Uh, Project Hitler, too fast. Project, Project Hitler, too. Uh, 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 pro- oh, crap. We didn't kill Hitler. Project Hitler, too. Too <laughs> fast, too serious. Oh, God. There we go. Oh, too fast, too furious. <laughs> Project Hitler 2, Jew Fast, Jew Choose. I can't even say that. That's probably not going to be the topic. Uh, all Project right. well, Hitler 3, Hitler Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> now we're in a hole. Now we got a franchise. We just <laughs> created... God, when we get together... I mean, yeah. If only somebody we would the world. <laughs> write down these ideas. <laughs> anyway. Well, we just threw it at the internet. We'll throw it at the internet. The internet will keep this idea safe. Yeah, do you internet... It'd Dear be, internet, yeah, I mean, don't let us forget Project Hitler. It'd be great if one day, which would never happen, by the way, but it'd be great if one day, like in the future, Bill and Ted style, this podcast became like the... Because this is the thing about, I mean, I guess so less so in this modern age where everything is recorded, yeah. but we have such a sense of times by the things that were historically... Like often the great artist of the time or the popular, you know, whatever of the time is not what we remember that time because their work didn't survive and somebody else's work did or whatever. So yeah. we have this kind of weird... Uh, it'd be just if for whatever reason, like, you know... Um, uh, all podcasts were destroyed from this era, but somebody had just like burnt like a disc. So there's of, a hard drive. 
There was several like large hard drives filled with all the podcasts. Well, you know, no, all it was was like the episodes. No, here's what happens. Okay, here it is. Like every bit of communication from our time is destroyed. Yeah. Right? How would you even do that? Because it, it exists in uh, shareable data. Right. So as long as there's one computer in the world. All the computers in the world go down. Or store the data. All, yeah. all the computers go down. The only thing that is discovered in the future from this time, whatever happens, the electrical surge or pulse or whatever it is or climate change or whatever fucks us in the end. Y2K. We're, we're, yeah, it just came a bit late. <laughs> it Y2, just came a bit late. Y2 and That's the thing about Y2K. Another Y2K it's like a fucking ninja. And, and everything goes down. Nothing is left, right? Yeah. So future generations have no recordings of this time apart from, for whatever reason, that lost podcast that the two of us did. This podcast. No, not this one. The one that got lost. Oh, yeah. It reappears. That reappears. Right? And that is the only thing wow. that people have from this time to remember this time. And in it, we pitch like these ideas and people then recreate our time through like what they've learned from our time from that podcast discuss <laughs> oh, i can't wrap my head around that but that is going to be like the future of uh if there's a time where like it all shuts down and reappears the future generations will know just like this sort of information scramble of what our time was like through things like Tweets and podcasts and blogs. It'll, they'll have to piece together this like patchwork of what our time was like. Yeah, I mean, it'll but it'll be, be like all comedians doing like so Hitler jokes. Society instead was of like there was this guy uh, dominated by <laughs> random conversations about whether they kill a baby. <laughs> yeah, <And> they, <laughs> they would just discuss at length things like their own careers and right. like how they can't stand heckling and. <laughs> Like, they won't do certain rooms because there's too much heckling. That's all they worried one the, about. One of the guys was really mad about tennis for <laughs> reasons I couldn't quite understand. I don't even know what tennis is, but it sounds right. dreadful. It sounds Based on his mean. hatred of tossing a, I don't know, like hit a ball. Yes, he hit a ball in the air. <laughs> oh, well. Good times. Uh, all right, Andy Peters, uh, tell me this. Uh, we did it. We did another one. So this is going uh, out in, say, about a month. So tell me, is there things that um, you know people can find, plug, know about? Like uh, your album is still available. That's, uh, the, that's the one. Question Just mark, my exclamation album. point. Exclamation mark, question point. Shit. You, so it was. Close. Fine, it's dumb. I was close enough. <laughs> Buy that. It's on AST Records. And on my website, andypeterscomedy.com, you can watch it now. Uh, you can wa- we filmed it, and the special now is like the homepage of my website. Oh, is that right? So you can watch it and go, that's so great. I should, I should purchase it in some form that helps him uh, uh, live life. Yeah, that, that's, a pretty, <laughs> that's a pretty straightforward pitch, but I feel, like it's, <laughs> I feel like it's one that people can respond to. I mean, it's hard to argue with that pitch. I, I met the guy who uh, cured cancer um, recently uh-huh. in Australia, and um, uh, which was a great honor. Obviously, yeah. I mean, you know, it's the disease that you know is most destructive to human beings. Um, so, to I you feel know, like we could do a whole other podcast just about that, right? Well, I mean, the fact that this guy, like, I mean, to meet him that cl- like up close to like you know to shake the hand of the guy who cured the uh you know biggest disease in the world was pretty yeah. fucking amazing and um uh it was a bit weird i guess that he was driving my uber but 
when he explained <laughs> to me how he cured it, it all did seem to make sense. It's mostly done with lasers. I'll check out. Andy, uh, you can only do it from the neck down. Can't cure anything from the neck up. But from the neck down can cure every cancer with lasers. Uh, unfortunately, he's driving an Uber at the moment. And again, <laughs> the way I'm saying this, it might seem like I'm mocking him. But I'm not necessarily. Maybe he's right. I don't know. What were, Did he go in into detail? A lot of it was about lasers. But they had a system. And this is the only reason I bring this up. Is This is the one thing that made me think, well, you know what? At least you were putting your money where your mouth is on this, which yeah. was that it would cost $150,000 to cure your cancer. But that seems, I mean, if you've got cancer, that seems worth it, I guess, right? Well, that's, so, a, yeah, that's, that's a whole other argument. So it costs like, what are you willing to pay? Right. So say $150,000. So you had to put, but you put it in a bond, right? And then you had this treatment, which was like 20 weeks or whatever, these lasers. You come in and, like, you know, <laughs> get some lasers. And then, like, the toe lasers. And then, 20 uh, months later, you could go to, or, or 20 weeks later, or whatever the fuck it was, you could go to a doctor. And if you hadn't been cured, if you still had cancer, you got your money back. So that seems like a pretty good, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, that's, and that's a bit like you say, like, a money back uh, cancer laser guarantee. Right. So either you don't have cancer and they get the 150 grand, so worth it, don't have cancer, or you still have cancer, but bonus. Hundred and fifty grand back to you. Back so, to you. But but uh, God knows what those lasers did to you. <laughs> you could have a whole new set of laser related problems. I mean, you're wandering into technology. But that's not on us. We gave you your money. Back. Hey, don't you forget did that. Did we kill the cancer? <laughs> we tried. We you made... got your money back. We couldn't do it. Right. And uh, sorry about. But here's the, that's what you've offered people, which I think is lovely, which is they can go and actually see the thing for free, and then yeah. they can remember. You, des- you decide. Then they can remember if you want to keep it. That you're a person. Yeah. Well, you basically they then decide: is this a person that I would like to make other things? Yeah. If so, maybe I could contribute a little bit, so that he can have some money to make those things. That's and it'll give him a his, This give is like a some, sample. And that's why I made it. Like it's a yeah. sample. Watch it. It's purchasable right. as an album, a vinyl, or a, a digital copy. And then you make you just go to my... Yeah, just you you decide. I'm not going to just tell you buy it out of no frame of reference. No. Watch like the first couple minutes right. of, of, of the special version. And then go and buy it. Yeah. Support If you artists. really like the first couple of minutes, turn it off. Maybe don't watch right. the whole thing. Yeah. And then, you know, commit, fully commit to the rest of it. Right. It's not that hard. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> Uh, I've got a tour. That's a little bit harder. You have to come out. You have to go to that. And I'm not giving you any of it for free for a taste. (laughs) Oh, really? You've just got to trust that I'm trying hard. No sample? And it's going to be good. No free sample. So... That's well. See, you're at the level that you can do that. Just come out, yeah. see me. You know, be good. Say it. I gotta give out. I gotta. I gotta like show up and set up shop in like a tent outside of the market and give out like, little, little samples. Jokes on a stick. I'm this close to being like that. The first comedy version of that, like the hip hop world, has that guy that oh, yeah. just like hands out CDs. Hype man. Comedy doesn't have that yet, but I might be the first. That's just like, hey, you like stand up right. comedy, and just, just like handing my comedy just free, <laughs> just hand it out, just it's take like, it, just take it, just take it. Five dollars if you want to. Like hit me I up mean, online. If you, if you just want hit me up online. More. Okay. Here's my email. Yeah. Here's my personal Yahoo. But andypeterscomedy.com for a sample of what I would like you to purchase. Uh, my show is called Fire at Will. It is on sale in Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney Opera House, one night only, April seventh, uh, and Perth. Uh, so come and see it. It will be at Meltdown in Los Angeles on April the twenty first and April the 9th during the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. We'll be doing the big live Tofop show. John Deeks hosting, uh, playing another edition of How Will Do You Know Charlie. Uh, uh, 
uh, Daniel Sloss is going to be on the show. Justin Hamilton is going to be on the show. Uh, there is going to be a Jen Kirkman hologram. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, probably not. I mean, hologram-ish. You know, you our version of a Jen Kirkman. You're not going to get people a sample of that? How are you doing the hologram technology? I don't know yet. But, right. I, but Jen demanded, like, you know, Tupac right. style that we should have a hologram of her because she's at the festival, but she leaves just before. Oh. So I was like, yeah, all right. So we'll have some sort of... You just agree to that without understanding how holograms work? I mean, is, <laughs> I, I, agreed to, I agreed to do a podcast without understanding how podcasts work. <laughs> and five years later, I there am no closer to understanding how they work. So, And yet it's still happening. So oh, it's still happening. Yeah, exactly. So there'll be a hologram there. There'll be a hologram of sorts uh, at the show and uh, you can support this uh, podcast and all its nonsense by uh, listening to it, rating it on iTunes, passing it around, telling people who might like it about it. And uh, if you would like to financially contribute, you can also do that. We have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash TOFOP, T-O-F-O-P, which covers all the podcasts in our little uh, Tofop Enterprises Universe. So uh, thank you very much, Andy Peters. It is always a pleasure. Thanks for it.